It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard on a Friday, and uh, we're getting a little bit closer to the uh, the holidays, but uh, we're not taking any time off. We're just going to keep on keeping on. I'm, I'm very excited, and again, I'm very proud, and I know you don't like me bringing this up. <laughs> But we got our 900th game last night, and we're actually at 902 now. Yeah, 902 games. It's uh, games it, it's been a long journey. So we've seen a lot of good teams in that time. So I but mean, we who, went through it yesterday. How many schools have we done? 150, technically 155 different high schools have been on our airwaves. Oh, that's a which lot. is a lot. So we've seen some good teams. Who's the best between the 2020-2021 Croslex? boys the 22 23 northern boys or the 23 24 pistons who's the best team out of those um i'm gonna go with the cross lex team because they went the furthest yeah, yeah. i would have liked to have seen a healthy northern team in the district because i think they might have gone the right furthest. but not the pistons not the no the, the 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 pistons would finish third in the bronze right now <laughs> who do you got center line or the pistons i think clausen is better than the pistons <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I know we don't ever talk about pro sports, but they they had 25 losses in a row. It's it's something ridiculous, and it, I'm just glad that we have some good teams to talk about. Yes, and even our bad teams aren't that bad. No, <laughs> like they at least respect themselves. Yes. Um. Right. <laughs> good lord. Uh I was gonna say something, but I'm gonna just gonna yes, let it go. Be, it's the holiday season. Um, <laughs> the, um, but and speaking of holiday season, that means we have some holiday tournaments. We do. Uh, you saw the conclusion of one. I had the start of another, and then I had another non-conference game. You had a little bit of hockey. Yeah. So it, it and it was an interesting last couple of days. I really enjoyed the two basketball girls basketball games that I saw uh, on Wednesday night, um, and. Uh, so th- that tournament, th- there were four good games in that tournament. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what we were hoping for, and that's what we got. So uh, uh, we'll talk about the ladies in the second segment because we'll start with uh, the, the boys. Um, you were at Croslex uh, the other day, and we'll get to that in a moment. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. 
Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Homestyle Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, we had some boys basketball. Uh, just what, a holiday tournament at Cross Yeah, they had it. a little event up there. And, well, it's a nice enough gym to have it in. So yes. why not? Yes. Why not? They had uh, the two local teams, Port Huron and Croslex, were in different semifinals. Um, I had two close games. I only had one good game. Okay. We will start with the one that was not a good game. (laughs) Um, So Port Huron High was riding pretty high coming into this one. They had bombed Marysville. They had bombed Marine City. And they had scored what? Against Marine City, they had 50 points at the half. They ended up scoring 83 total. Against Marysville, they had 66. So what's that? Almost 149 points in two games. So you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Even in the loss to Northern, you put up 53 points. Um, I don't know this to be true, but it looked like Port Huron rolled into the gym and thought, oh, we're just going to shoot our way to another win. We're playing bad acts. That's a little town. We're going to crush this team. And they struggled. Bad Axe came out and, well, one kid did all the scoring for them. Uh, But PH did win 39-36, but it was not easy. PH made a total of six threes, and they still were probably in the teens shooting percentage from three. I bet you they shot 30-plus threes in this game. Well, I mean, part part of me is like, well, you're going to cool off at some point, so maybe they just had a you know a bad night shooting. They oh, they did. I mean, I know they're I know they're better than what they showed. Um, it really felt like they were going. All right, when do we get to play Croslex? Yeah, it was the feeling they had. I, I can see that you can look past an opponent, you, you, and in that gym, like you, that's who you you came up to play right uh, and yeah I, I can see that you're not interested in bad acts but bad acts I mean they played hard but I will say the good news for Port here on as bad as they were offensively their athleticism and defense made up for it because it was it felt like it was a 50-50 shot if bad acts was going to get into any sort of offense because you could tell they weren't ready for the speed that Javon Foy, Trayvon Thompson, Garrett James, and especially a guy like Noah Adams, Jaden Carswell, they were moving at a different speed. That they were flying around and Bad Axe struggled. Now, if it wasn't for Michael Jansen from Bad Axe, who had 22 and played really well for Bad Axe, this would have been a butt kicking and PH only scored 39 points. But they found a way to win. They found a way to survive. They did what they needed to do and got an ugly win over Bad Axe to win their third straight, and now they're back at 500. Yeah, my, my uh, I mean, and I didn't see it. You did. So you can tell me if, if I'm wrong. But I, I just feel like if PH had an average game shooting, they win 55 to 36. Uh, I'd say there's some truth in that. Because there were some shots that, you know, they moved the ball around and they ended up with an open look. And then there were sometimes it felt like they were they just kind of like, all right, this possession's gone on too long. Or, no, I want to take this three. And <laughs> took a contested shot. So I know PH has more in them. I know that was that you could might have been their worst game they played all year. But they uh, were able to just use, fall back on their athleticism and survive against Bad Axe. So I'm very curious to see how they respond tonight. But PH is back to 500, and I think they're going to be all right. I just think they weren't 100% mentally focused in this one. I think they were still riding high after hitting 10 threes in the first half against Marine City. Yeah, well, I mean, that that can do it to, to you. But my mon- mantra is just win, baby. Uh, and uh, I'd be more concerned had they lost to Bad Axe than I am about uh, they won, but it was – the score was close. Yeah, it just, hey, sometimes you win ugly, and like you said, just win, 
They got through it. That's at um, least three in a row. That is three in a row. Yeah. And they'll get, they're going to get a shot at Croslex because the Pioneers were able to hold off Mount Morris. More specifically, they were able, able to hold off Brent Wofford. I believe this is a record for most points scored by an opposing player, like someone that came into our area and played. He dropped 44 on Croslex. Good night. And it was unbelievable. Um, this kid's a junior, and in the first half, he's not very big. He might be 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, 5'10", if he's wearing boots. Um, <laughs> and he was all over the floor. It felt like against a Crosslex team that, granted, still didn't have Cam Saunders, didn't have Cam Franzel, but got Gavin Espinosa back. So... You have athleticism on the floor. Even the guys that maybe aren't the best basketball players are still good athletes for cross legs. And Brent Wofford in the first half, there were times he went, all right, I'm getting to the hoop, and he'd get by his guy at the top and, like, Euro step around a defender, have the ball out, it'd be rib cage high, he'd flip it, it'd hit the high glass and go straight in. And it just, it, like, there was a few times I just started laughing. And then... In the second half, after being almost exclusively a dribble drive guy, a slasher, I'm getting to the rim, I don't think he took a shot from more than 10 feet away, he pulls up, Dennis, I'm not kidding, from 30 feet, it would have been (laughs) deep for an NBA, remember Jimmer range? Yeah, it was Jimmer range, and he buried three threes, contested threes out by the volleyball line. Like There were two that... If you go back and listen, I think I just start laughing or go, oh, my God, I don't believe it. Because <laughs> he threw it up, or, or I guess a throwback for us, Sean Camma. Sean Camma is just yes. thinking the same yes. thing. He it went Camma on them. Yes, and <laughs> it was ridiculous. Now, Croslex had a much more balanced attack. Uh, Cody Mativier, I thought, played well in the first half. Uh, uh, Jimmy Krampitz played well throughout the game. Gavin Espinoza looks like if he's not 100%, he's darn close. He came in and gave them a much-needed boost off the bench for his first game back since injury. Uh, you, uh, come at, you come in and you score 20 right, right. away. Like, he he's ended, just a scorer. Yeah, Gavin Espinoza ended with 20. Jimmy, Jimmy Krampitz had 17. Cody Mativier had 12. As Croslex held on for a 68-65 win. Um, I also thought Max Knoll in limited time, especially in the first quarter, I think he had five in the first, he ended with seven, but he helped cross Lex start the engines a bit. And and for a kid like him, he's a freshman, and I know he scored 20 in the first game, but he's that might end up being his season high because he's got to find the rhythm. And the other thing is, he wasn't on Marysville scouting report. First game, he's a freshman. Marysville doesn't know about him. So you don't prepare for him. Now other teams know, oh, I have to treat this guy with respect. I have to guard him or he will drop 15 or 20 on me. But um, the one thing I will give Croslex a lot of credit for is they were up. They never trailed in the second half despite Brent Wofford kicking and screaming and being a one-man show. They never trailed. There was an opportunity a couple times for Mount Morris to take the lead, and they didn't. But Wofford had 39 going into the fourth quarter, and he ended with 44. So you held him to five points in crunch time, and you held Mount Morris just to 15 points in the final quarter. And I know 65 points is not a great defensive performance, but when you needed it, they clamped down, and it was a combination of guys that basically were told, I don't care what you do. Don't let Wofford get a clean look. Um, at one point, it was Shane Slanick had that responsibility. I, I, I want to say Nolan Campbell had, had it at another time. But there are guys that came in and they said, he doesn't touch it. And they held him to five points in crunch time in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, when a guy goes off for 44, you, you figure his team might be pushing 80 on the scoreboard. So, you know, to only give up to give up 65 when I take it in that context, I think that that's probably not a real bad uh, performance defensively. No, I mean, if you score 44, you expect to win the game. Yeah. 
I mean, what was it when uh, Jamison had his 57-point game? Uh, what the kid from Cousino end up with, like 30? He had, he had 28, yeah. and it's like mm, no nobody cares. wanted to talk about it because <laughs> that was half of what Jamison had. So it was a nice win for Croslex, and I'm going to reiterate. If you're in the BWAC and you think the Pioneers are dead and you get to dance on their grave this season, look out because when they get healthy, if and when they get healthy, they can compete with anyone in this league. Now, I know they lost to North Branch. You take three of the, prop, let's call it top six scorers away from any team in the area, and I want to see how they look. Yeah, Take Braylon France, Cooper Pennywell, and Liam Nesbitt off of St. Clair. How are they going to look? They're, they're going to struggle a bit. Take Jakubiak uh, and Monarch and another player off of Yale and tell me how they look. So I'm just letting you know, hey, I know they dropped the game to North Branch early. I know they lost to St. Clair. But this is a talented cross-lex team. And if you think, hey, they're ripe for the picking, you're going to be surprised. Yeah. Now they still have to get healthy. Yeah, well, I mean, and I've said that for years, you can't play without uh, your best players. Um, I, I don't care what anybody says. You, you don't replace 20 points. Like, you, you just don't do it because a kid that's sitting on your bench doesn't come in and give you 20 points. That's why he's sitting on the bench. Right. Um, anyways, uh, speaking of scoring, uh, Almont was 61 more points, uh, and they had an easy time with Marlette, 61 to 28 on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, lots of boys basketball last night. Scores. That, that, like, I don't think they'll win the BWAC, but if when if and when we go out and do their games, I think we'll be entertained. Yeah, I'm obviously they, they shoot well or, or they've got something that they get too easy, whether it's knocking down threes or, or getting into the, the paint or driving to the basket, whatever. They're doing something because they're scoring a lot of points uh, this year. The, the the their big thing will be how will their defense hold up when, when they're playing right when you the, play the at good MLA teams City in the BWAC. and they say all right you want to run yeah bet we're gonna run up and yeah. down and because if you say all right yeah, we're, we're might, playing to 100 tonight MLA City will go all right let's go yeah you might score 65 against MLA City but they'll score 85 yeah so where where do you want to start here? You want to start with Marysville's win or the game you saw? Um, let's st- yeah, we'll start where I was um, because I got to see Richmond for the first time, and they're a team that is figuring it out right now. Uh, they they got the win. They broke their four game losing streak, sixty to forty six over Marine City, and Dennis, one of your Darling players, Jalen like Brown. Browning. I he like had him. a heck of a game. He did. He he's he knows when to leak out, and it didn't appear, at least in real time, that it affected any defense. Like he wasn't just cherry picking. He knew to get out, and they found him. He did a nice job finishing at the rim. Uh, Marine City didn't have a ton of guys that could challenge. Liam Adams was in foul trouble most of the game, so that affected uh, who could contest Browning. But he had twenty three points. No threes, three free throws. So he was doing it from the floor. Yep. It wasn't a cheap 23 or he just got hot shooting. He, he did a really nice job. Justin Smalls does a nice job uh, running point. He had 15. Eight of his last eight points all came from the free throw line. So took care of business. Uh, Greg Haskins had six all from the free throw line. I think I had 18 fouls called in the fourth quarter. Wow. Yeah. It became a free throw shooting contest late <laughs> um, because Marine City, they, they play aggressive defense and they were called out for it. Uh, the one thing with Marine City is they just struggled to get in any offensive flow. And when they did, it felt like it was at the, the cost of defense. I mean, they got it within three in the second half and then ran out of gas. Yeah. And Richmond put their foot on the uh, gas pedal and, and ran away with it. I thought Joe Lindman... Is, is a nice piece. He only had five points, but I noticed him out on the floor. Uh, Xavier Callahan's a big boy. Yes, he is. He is a whole lot of human, and he only had four points, but you put him in the paint, and you don't have a big that can go up against him, you're going to have a tough time scoring in the paint, 
and he played the whole first quarter, and I think that's why Marine City struggled to score, especially inside, because the guards could, or the, the perimeter defenders for Richmond could play near the three-point line, knowing we have a 6'8 guy protecting the rim behind well, us. Well, that's the thing. Even if he's not rebounding or scoring or blocking shots, he is altering the way you shoot the basketball because he's a he's a threat there and you're coming down the lane. He changes the way you try that layup. There was one time, I believe it was uh, Kyle Rickert, tried to, you know, drop step, move, get it, and he hit a brick wall. He recovered, <laughs> drew a foul, but, like, he tried to move his way into the paint and it was like he was trying to back down a bulldozer. It just wasn't happening. Yeah. He so, did. Richmond gets a nice win. Um Marine City still trying to figure it out. They have some nice pieces. They just they're a long way from a finished product. Yeah. Uh, well, I, they're better though than they were last yes. year, and and that's what I, I wasn't expecting Marine City to win their league this year. But last year, let's face it, they were pretty lousy. Yeah. And I wanted to see improvement, and I think so far this year we're seeing that that they're a better team. They got more structure. They have more talent. I would take this Marine City team. I bet you they beat last year by eight, ten points. Yeah. Easy. That To me, that's a nice improvement. That is. And Marine City, they're a team that if you're not paying it. Like last year, especially by the end of the year, you could roll the ball out and win. This year, you're, you're like the better teams are probably going to beat Marine City. But if you struggle, they can jump up and nip you and give you a scare. Because they have some talent. Yeah. And Van Deviver is a shooter, and uh, he had 14 uh, in the game. Um, and like you say, like Adams is a nice piece. He's a very nice piece. Uh, Marysville gets a nice win. They needed this one, 66-31 over the Scrats. Uh, Cooper Smith, 11. Makai Radford, 10. Dysinger and Haran each with nine. It was a team effort. Uh, Marysville just – I'm glad that they didn't mess around. They – got everything in order, and they never gave Algonac a chance. Yeah. And Algonac is uh, struggling, but uh, Mary still needed this. Uh, I like that they spread it around. I like that a lot of players for their team got to see the ball go through the hoop. Right. Um, Because, again, we we talk about that. If you see a couple of shots go in um, and you get some confidence going, more shots will go in the next time around. Now, not to – be mean to Algonac, but for Marysville, their next test is, hey, beat a team maybe you aren't expected to beat. Like I, I know you're good enough to beat Sterling Heights. I know you're good enough to beat Algonac. I expect you to go to SC4 and beat Memphis. But, hey, how about out of the break, you go to St. Clair, do something tough and go win in St. Clair, who's probably the favorite to win your league. Like Go beat a team you're not supposed to. That's the next step for this Marysville team is I can only say, hey, oh, you played Cross-Lex, Yale, Lakeview, insert good team here, tough. Yeah, but they just couldn't finish. That's the next step. They need to step up and beat one of those good teams. But I like that they that they took care of business against Algonac, run it back in a week's time against Memphis. All right. Uh, speaking of St. Clair. They had to grind one out against Clintondale. Yeah, if I told uh, I'm you, going to open with Clintondale's better than everybody thinks they are. Yeah, they uh, well they they've done that. They've already beaten Marysville and Marine City in the area. But Dennis, if I would have told you over a two game stretch, Braylon Franz would average only 13 points a game for St. Clair, you'd go, uh oh, they might be in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> They're two and zero, oh, and it's because their defense has given up, uh, what, 52 points in eight quarters of basketball. Yeah. Now, granted, Madison's not a good team. Clintondale, I think, is a better team. I still don't think they, they are a competitive team in the league. Like, they're not going to – they're in the bronze, right? They're down. Yeah, because it's – yeah, the four area, Lakeview and yeah. uh, Madison. I don't think they're, they're going to win the bronze, but they're a better team, and it was a slow-paced game in St. Clair – has won won this game with defense. Well, I, I think, too, when you bring up that uh, Franz has, has fewer points uh, recently, I think 
Evan Trudeau has scored more now. Like yes. he's found himself. Well, also and, the and other I, thing is they score, have other options now, and and they're sharing the basketball. You score sixteen of thirty six. That's a little different of scoring sixteen, and your team scores sixty. Like there's less points to go around. He still had what forty percent of his team's points. Yeah, that's still but, that's still a lot for only having thirty six. By the way, Clintondale's going to finish second in the bronze. Only center, center line, line is better than them. All right. And center line's good, though. Yeah, center, center line's, line's probably really going to run the table. Center line's 5-0. and all. Yeah, they're going to run the table there. Uh, but that's a, hey, St. Clair took care of business. It wasn't the prettiest game, but you held a team to 28 points. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to complain about, again, I'm not going to complain about PH's win. I'm certainly not going to complain about St. Clair beating uh, Clintondale. And, again, it's just win, baby. Grind it out. Don't drop games to teams you're not supposed to drop games to. Um, again, I think Clintondale's pretty solid, but you've got to pay attention, and you're expected to win this game. And they won the game. They won by by eight points. I don't know how it finished. I don't know if it was they were making free throws at the end or they were up big and Clintondale got some buckets at the end to make it look better. So I don't know how that the ebbs and flows so, of the game were, but they won by eight. St. Clair started last year two and eight. Yeah. They finished ten and four. They start this year six and one. So they're sixteen and five. So basically a full season's worth of games. They're sixteen and five in their last twenty one. This is a solid basketball team. And if Evan Trudeau is going to be a scorer, if Liam Nesbitt and the again don't underrate how how impressive it is that you can roll two bigs that you, there's hardly any drop off if any between uh, Pennywell and McCartney that you can just roll them out there and bang in the post and just wear a team down. That's something not a lot of teams, especially in their league, have. Yeah. That's a problem. And then, oh, by the way, they have about four or five kids that on any given night can knock down a couple of threes. And, oh, I wasn't expecting this kid to have eight points, but he did. Or this yeah. kid to hit a three. Well, I, I left Jack Howell open yeah. not knowing he was going to knock that shot down. Yeah. Oh, he had ten points because he hit three threes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and I, I statistically, I, I treat Pennewell and McCartney as one player. So, right. like, I combine what they do at the end of the night, and, and St. Clair's big had, like, 18 and 15 rebounds. Right, because, I mean, teams are struggling with some size, especially in their league, and that's going to be a, a problem for teams, and they, they're a couple of good players. All right. Um, Brady, your, your, your Broncos fell in double overtime yeah, last night to Clio. Was, and it's at home, too. That was a little disappointing. So have to um, pull the reins off because Clio came into this game at two at 1-6. and six. Ouch. That's the other disappointing thing. Now, they, they were playing teams like Mount Morris. They lost by two. I know they're at least a decent team. Schwartz Creek beat them. Genesee Christian beat them. Goodrich beat them. Ortonville Brandon. Those are good teams. But that's a game you got to win if you're North Branch, right? And you're trying to take the next step. Now, I'm not going to say North Branch is a bad team, but and now I have to put you in the category until or unless you beat Yale, you beat Emley City, and beat a healthy Cross-Lex team, I can't say you're in that top tier of the BWAC. Yeah. That's a game you got to win at home. Hey, you survive. All right, it's a holiday tournament. Weird things happen. But North Branch needs to take that next step and – Beating Clio at home would have been a nice way to do it. Instead, they lose their second straight, and now you're just a little bit, I don't know, cold on the Broncos. They they play either, I don't know who won between Lapeer and, and Flint uh, in the other game, but you play that team uh, tonight, please win that one, <laughs> and you feel a little better about yourself. And then you have essentially two weeks to prepare for Yale. Yeah. 65-60, by the way, was the final in that one. Um, Armada beats Deckerville by 30, 64-34. They that. Yeah, that's got to feel good for Armada. Uh, and, and how about uh, Dryden? The, the Dryden boys just keep winning. 43-39 against KPAC. That's maybe a little closer than I thought, but then I don't think the KPAC boys are 
are having a bad season. No, KPAC came in. They were three and one coming in. Yeah, that so game. I mean they they've been playing solid. And their only loss was to a Cass City team who we know is really good. Yeah. Um so Dryden no, Dryden isn't going to win a state title this year. But they're a nice little team. They're five and one. Their only loss is to Mount Morris, who somehow keeps popping up. <laughs> um and now they play Brown City again and they took it to Brown City in their opener. Get a chance to prove that's where you are. And then you go into, what, NCTL schedule? I believe that's the league they're in. I mean, I don't see a lot of teams that I think will beat them. For for their size, they're pretty darn good. Yep. Uh, So beating Almont, beating, I mean, even Marlette is a little bit of a bigger school compared to them. Mount Morris is a little bit of a bigger school compared to them. I actually think those are quality wins. Yeah, yeah. I think this – don't be surprised if we're talking about a Dryden team that ends up like 17-5 and five at the end of the year yeah. because when they get into the league play, playing Deckerville, Mayville, Peck, uh, Otisville, Lakeville, Memphis, they can win all those games. Yeah. Uh, Brown City, by the way, beat Genesee 59-30 to 30 to set up that Dryden-Brown City rematch. All right. All right, that's all the boys' basketball that there was the last two nights, but we had lots of girls' basketball, uh, too. We'll go back to Wednesday and uh, talk about the two games from the uh, Jim Weimer uh, event, uh, plus more in just a moment. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
All right. You want to talk about weird Brady Beaton. This was a good game. This was a fun game, but this was a weird game. St. Clair beats Port here on Northern 36-33. to um, In the first and third quarters, the score was 28-16 to for Northern. Yeah, and I, I think from here on out, we're just going to say St. Clair plays weird games. Yeah. Because they played a weird game against PH2. Now, in the second and fourth quarters, it was St. Clair 20, Northern 5. Yeah. Northern scored four in the second and then came out in the third and poured in 19. And then they got held to one point in the fourth quarter. And that I think that's how uh, St. Clair's going to have to win games is it's going to have to be defense first. That it's not going to be take the air out of the ball, but they just don't have like a pure scorer. That their team just isn't made up that way. And it's kind of by committee and kind of by matchup. So it's going to have to be defense that creates offense. Yeah, so it's 19-13 Saints at the half. And Northern comes out. And you're thinking, okay, Northern scores 19 points in a quarter. So, um, you know, Falco had a big quarter. Kate Nichols had a big quarter. Um, But it was actually Ava Zendejas who came into the game, knocked down a shot, then knocked down a three, then knocked down another shot. Seven points out of nowhere. Just snap of the fingers, seven points. Seven points. And, And then... Eastman scored eight before the, the end of the, the quarter, uh, hitting a couple of threes. Um, and, and, you know, don't blink now, but all of a sudden, Northern down six at half is up seven going into the fourth. But then it was like somebody just shut off the faucet. Like they used up all their points. Yeah. Um, it, it was just, it, it was weird that way. Uh, Alexa Vickers had a great game for St. Clair uh, at both ends of the floor. She uh, led all scorers with 11 points. Uh, Audrey Schindler was tough. She had 10 points uh, in the uh, game. Northern doesn't really have a big that can match up with Schindler. No, the Ramos play the role of a post player, but they, I mean, they play hard. They do things well, but sometimes size matters and... If, if you're five inches shorter than someone, it's hard to play defense on them. You know, um, uh, Komarowski added eight. If I told you Cole and Furlan combined for seven points. I thought they would have lost. Yeah, you, you'd have thought that they were in trouble. But here's the thing. Eastman had ten for Northern. Zendayas had the, the seven points. Nichols got shut out. Kate Nichols didn't score in this game. That's very rare. Yeah. That's very rare. Um, four points for, for Falco and she knocked down one shot of three, uh, and only had a free throw the, the rest of the game. So it, it was hot and cold hit or miss. And, and with Northern, it was these extremes, nine points, four points, 19 points, and then one point. So let me ask you, was it more St. Clair's defense forcing tough shots and playing well, or just Northern got cold, especially at the end? I think it's a combination of both. But, I mean, there were a lot of long possessions because both teams were playing a zone because they just dared the other team to shoot them out of it, and really neither team could. And that's kind of how Northern played Marysville. And Marysville didn't really shoot them out of it either. So, and and I, I started doing this because you've had better luck than I have with free throws this year. Yeah. So I had St. Clair 12 out of 23 at the line, and I had Northern 5 out of 10. And Northern doesn't get to the line a ton. Yeah, that that's their uh, their other thing that, that right now, without Jade Friedman, because that's something that Jade Friedman, yes, she can knock down jump shots, but she's more of a slasher. Right. She's more of a get-to-the-basket, and, and, and she'll draw a lot of contact and get them a lot of free throws. Like, when she gets back into the lineup, they'll go from shooting 10 free throws in a game to shooting 20. Yeah, and I just... I like this Northern team. Uh, I, I'm a little disappointed that they went over in their own gym in this tournament because they had two games they could have won that were right there. But 
again, we've, I think I said it before, it's hard to go from, hey, you're near the bottom of the league to jump up and go, all right, we're great, we're kicking ass, and no one can stop us. It takes some bumps along the road, and, well, th- this week was a, a couple of big bumps for Northern. I, I want to see how they respond. Now, Port Huron and Marysville was a lot of fun, too. They went up and down this uh, again. Real PH, quick. PH yeah. surprised us in this tournament. Real quick, before you go to that one, that's a nice win for St. Clair. They needed that Oh, one. yes. They needed that win. And I kind of think that's the blueprint for them the rest of the way is just take – I don't want to say take the air out of the ball because that kind of implies you're intentionally taking a long time. And I don't think they need to do that. Just be patient, though. Be patient and – one night it's going to be Alexa Vickers. One night it's going to be Maddie Cole. One night it's going to be Tabitha Furland or Schindler or Schneider or Komarowski. And at the end of the season through 22 games, they'll probably have seven different leading scorers yeah. in, in any given game. All right. Uh, but, but PH scored a lot of points in these two games. Yeah, maybe they're starting to uh, let loose a little bit. They, they beat Marysville 53-49. to 49. This game was up for grabs until there was four seconds left, um, and uh, Ileana Williams hit a free throw to make it a four-point game. Um, both these teams pressed all game long. Um, That's what they do. It's what they do. But the, here's the thing about it. You got two good ball-handling teams, so right. a lot of times they broke the press and there were easy baskets if you if you can break it. A lot of kids scored, um, but nobody scored more than Avery Walters. 27. She went off in this game, Brady, and she did it differently. Her first four makes, all threes. So she's she got 12. She's got 12 at halftime. And then in the second half, she started getting inside, getting to the basket. Um, and then her, her last make was a three as well. To, but, I mean, very diverse uh, ball game. And she's out there almost the whole game. I mean, you, right. you, it, it was a situation you, you can't really take her out because the next leading scorer for the Vikings is Ryan Quain with five points. And, again, we you don't need someone to score a 20 along with her. But you need someone, and, again, it can be by committee, 10 to 14 points to go along with with Walters. You know, they had seven other players besides Walters score. But it was only, what, two to four points for all yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and, and for PH, again, it was, it was spread out. A lot of kids scored, but Williams with 15. Turner with 12. Turner had a great game. Um, Weber with nine. Weber had a great game. Uh, eight points for Deja Brown, all in the second half, all in crunch time. Um, five points for Brooklyn Ware. Brooklyn Ware. Freshman, I don't know right? that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that she even played in the, in the other PH games I've seen this year. She played against. Uh, she played the semifinal. All five of her points, Brady, in the fourth quarter when they needed it. Um, and and, and just. Clutch stuff. PH scored 19 in the fourth. They were down 36-34 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, they win the game 53-49. There, there was a lot going because uh, uh, that's a pretty high-scoring game uh, in girls' basketball, and it's certainly a high-scoring game by Red Hawk standard. Right. Um, but yet the game wasn't without, you know, defensive plays and, and things like that. And I just thought both, both teams played really hard. Mm-hmm. Nobody left anything, you know, uh, on the sidelines. Everybody came in, played hard. It was physical, um, and it was just a, a really good basketball game. And, and in the end, PH got a little more done in, in the clutch than Marysville did. But the, the thing that I just love about the Vikings, and they've been this way ever since I can remember, you think they're out of the game, and all of a sudden – in a minute, they're back in the game. Well, and I've said this in both uh, softball and basketball, is it's a, it's a reflection of their coach. If Ryan Ratchie puts his palm to the air to question something, basically that means the ref made a moral mistake. Like, he doesn't change. And I think the team reflects that where, hey, when they're kicking ass, they're not high on this roller coaster and, like, 
Ratchie's the same the whole time, and I think that has worked its way into his teams. I mean, how many the, the one year in softball, how many two-out runs did they score? It was like uh, 75% of their runs yeah. were with two outs, and it is just part of his coaching style, and I think the calmness goes over the team as well. Yeah, I mean, the when they played in the quarterfinal against Country Day, they sh- they could have lost by fifty, and they battled back to have a look at the end. Yeah, oh, th- that that was one of the great comebacks, and I actually thought they were going to finish that uh, deal because Miller had a great look at a three, and she was red hot at the time. Uh, but anyways, I, I digress. I, I just like the the. They, they call a timeout, and you're like, oh, they're, they're down eight. This thing's yeah. over. And then 30 seconds later, it's it's a one-possession game. Like, right. <laughs> it's like uh, they, they couldn't come all the way back in this one and give PH credit. And, again, the PH guards, Weber and Turner, they combined for 21 points. But just handling the ball against the, the pressure, they rebound. You know, and, and everybody for PH plays defense. Everybody for Marysville plays defense. In spite of the uh, the score, and uh, and again, I love Avery Walters. In uh, I don't get to see her play volleyball, but I'm I'm betting she, she kicks ass good. in that too, because um, she's great in basketball. She hits the crap out of the ball in in softball and plays pretty good third base. So uh, one of my favorite kids. I'm gonna miss her because she's gonna graduate at the end of the year. But uh, I'm gonna enjoy every opportunity and. She shown on this night with 27 points. So, real quick, just want to give you a few stats from the, uh, now this is the third year of the Jim Weimer tournament. It has been always PH and Northern, or excuse me, PH and Marysville in the championship. Northern, or PH won the first year, and obviously this year Marysville won last year because it was made up like two months later because we had a snowstorm. <laughs> yeah. um, so PH has won it twice and Marysville's won it once. And then Northern, I believe, well, we uh, Northern was third place the first year. There wasn't a consolation game last year. And they St. Clair was the third place finisher this year. So I had forgotten about all that snow that we had. Yeah. I mean, we were at the game. Um, we were leaving the gym, and I remember everyone going, yeah, we're not going to play tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Christmas break starting early for me. But congrats to PH. Um, that's a nice win for them, and I like that they're showing a little offensive prowess. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yale beats Lapeer 36-24, to so that's just Yale being Yale. <laughs> right. Uh, Utica Ford over Croslex 56-39. Um, Croslex had to go to Ford. To, to play this one, I'm I'm actually not that disappointed uh, in that. I, I know they they lose by double digits, but um, I like this Crosslex girls basketball team. Utica Ford is probably going to win the Mac White. Yeah. So okay, if Crosslex had won that one, I'm all in. There's no more. <laughs> they lose by 17. I still think they're a good team. I'm just taking a a, a quarter step back with Crosslex. That they're not going to be this Goliath in the BWAC, that they'll still do well, but eh, a little, I would say just a sprinkle of disappointment, like when you're putting cinnamon in something, just that much. I I like this team, and I I I like Armada, and at some point, one of them is going to do something in that league that you're going, "Eh, I wasn't expecting that. Right. Um, New Haven beat Cardinal Mooney 66-46, to which takes us to uh, last night. Marine City just being Marine City, they beat Richmond 46-14. to mm-hmm. uh, the, the Lady Mariners are just rolling right now. And when they get an opponent that they're just better than, they don't mess around. They just crush them. Yes, that, that's one thing they've always done is, hey, they might not be the greatest in the big-time games, like they've struggled to beat Marysville, but... When they have a team they should beat, there is no doubt about it. They don't mess around. There's, I don't think one time we've gone, ooh, Marine City was playing with their food a little bit in this game. Yeah, it's yeah. nope, slaughter instantly. They eat their Brussels sprouts. Uh, ugh, Carol. You're just going to have to accept Carol's got a couple of good ball teams. Yeah, I know. They beat Almont 39-22. Boo. Brown City over Genesee 44-19. Marlette over Deckerville. A field goal at the end to make it 30-27. to I was thinking the same thing. Like, they were playing football last night. <laughs> and Dryden beats K-Pac 50-17. Dryden's pretty good on the girls' side, too. Yes, they are. 
So that's all the hoops. Uh, time to go to the ice? Yeah, we'll go to the ice. We'll take a break first, uh, and then we'll talk about the hockey that I saw last night. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We will beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and Brady. We're off yeah, topic no, there. No one off the reservation. No one would understand anywhere <laughs> near what we were talking about. So let's talk about well, we were talking somewhat about hockey. So let's talk about high school hockey. All right, uh, the first game last night, Lance Cruz Unified took care of uh, Port here on Unified, eight to nothing. They scored five in the first, uh, and then you know Jack Trudeau got this thing where <laughs> where at a certain point he decides to to stand on his head and stop everything for a little while. <laughs> um, he faced 30 shots through the first two periods last night. And, and with the score 5 to nothing, he kept it 5 to nothing through most of the second uh, period. And then late in the period, in fact, um, the one goal came maybe two-tenths of a second before time ran out. Like it was bang in the net, the buzzer oh. went. Um, so it was 7 nothing after 2, and then they scored 21 seconds into the third to end the game. Uh, Unified is – they've got some size. They're an, they're an okay team. I don't think they're as powerful as they were a couple of years ago when they had the two kids. Right. Gooley and I – That beat Northern in the regional final. Yeah. Right? Uh, they, they had just two exceptional players, and then everybody else was okay. Um, and 
So they had uh, seven different kids score their eight goals last night, which actually I think is is kind of impressive. But PH uh, Falls, they're uh, now I believe O N nine on the uh, the season. But again, they've got nine skaters. They work hard. The, the you know Trudeau, take what he's done. Three years ago, he was skating as a forward. You could tell he was a new player and that he was kind of learning on the go. He didn't skate very well. And then when they needed a goalie, he took over the job last year. I'm assuming he's never played goalie before. Right. And from where he was at the first time I saw him play last year to where he's at now, it's a different player. Like, he's found a, a, a niche back there. They, they give him a damn standing ovation every time they announce him. Uh, as the goalie, the, the the he's the one kid that the parents stand up and and really get behind because they know they know what what he faces every night uh, and and what he's up against. And I'll I'll tell you what, he's maybe the most improved player in the area. Uh, and and his his stats aren't going to wow you, um, and they're not going to win very many hockey games, but. Uh, he goes out there every single night. He, he doesn't miss a game. He doesn't show any, like, frustration. Like, I'd get frustrated. I'd be breaking my stick over the crossbar, you know. And, and no, he's just out there calm and cool, and I'm going to try to stop as many shots as I can. Oh, well, he's, he's the man in the arena. All right. And, and all nine of them are, so that's, I mean, they'll always have my respect. Yeah. Uh, Northern Marysville. Uh, and I do not want to take anything away from Northern's victory. And they've handled Marysville both times they've played them. They are this the season. better team than Marysville. They are the better team than Marysville in in my mind. But the Vikings didn't have um, Camden Smith, who has twenty points this season, and they didn't have Gavin Vernarski, who has seventeen points this season. Those are two big players uh, out out of your lineup, and we forget too. Uh, Eli Furtaw hasn't played in a long time for Marysville. He's played only in half their games this year, and and so again. The, Vi- now, the Vikings are kind of going right now with eight forwards and three D. Yeah, that's tough. But does that make up a five goal difference? No, but uh, again, it it probably makes the score a little bit closer. Instead of seven to two, maybe it's five to three or six to four or or something to to that mind. Because Northern kind of kind of ended up dominating. This hockey game, I thought the Huskies played a great first period. It took them a while to break the seal, but uh, Lucas Birch scored the opening goal at 11:30, and 56 seconds later, Hunter Christopher got a goal. Hunter Christopher had a game last night. Brady, you look at him and you go, "Why does Northern have a squirt player on their team? Because he's not a big kid. He's very tiny, but man." The puck was following him around last night. First, Kyron Bruno on this goal makes a great pass, and then Christopher from the the top of the the goal crease fires one right up under the crossbar. It was a beautiful finish. Later on in the game, on a two-on-o break from the blue line in, he had uh, Nick Adam thinking pass all the way. Like, he bluffed him. And Adam slid across, you know, because he's gonna. It's gonna be the pass across, and the guy's gonna try to tap it. And Christopher never passed the puck, and he basically skated it into an open net. And it, it was just a like you 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 just like how do you think to make that fake, and how do you deke a guy so bad? So he had two goals and an assist. Bryson Smith had two goals and an assist. Kyron Bruno had two goals and uh, an assist. Um, and Birch had a goal and an assist. And for a brief time in the second, uh, Ben LaValle, like, there were some great goals in this game. Ben LaValle bunted the puck out of the air and, and kind of hit it, I think, with the middle part of the shaft. That's impressive. And into the into the so net. So what, how like early in the season a couple of those uh, Red Wing goals, how they lost a couple games when they just knocked it out of midair yeah, against them? Yeah, like, I, I, I won't say it was as spectacular as the goal that the, the Ottawa guy scored. Right. But uh, it, uh, kind of a, a similar thing. The, the puck comes up. It's A, it's hard to react to it, and, and B, like the, the, the eye-hand coordination, and you're in traffic like he was covered. Right. 
but he he kind of bunted the puck out of the the air. That made it two to one. Uh, but then Northern was up four to one by the end of the the second. They went up six to one with two goals, eighteen seconds apart in the third. I've been seeing teams score in bunches uh, this year. Um, Garrett Schroeder got the other Marysville goal along with uh, Lavalley. Um, so, by the way, the I did we talk about this the Eisenhower game that they lost? No, is I don't now think we mentioned win. it on the air. That technically, uh, to add insult to injury, the kid that got hurt was. Uh, was an ineligible player for some or, reason, or whatever. And Marysville officially wins that game one nothing. So yeah. congratulations. Maybe that'll make a difference come seeding time in the playoffs. Yeah. So, uh, but again, the Vikings don't have everybody. They're a better team than seven to two. But I do think that Northern is the better team right now. They're deeper. They roll their lines, um, and uh, you know, they they've got a lot of talent their issue is of course when you go up against brother rice and catholic central it's almost unfair and there's for everybody that plays and them. not to go too down the far the rabbit hole but down in the metro detroit area what you're starting to see more of is though you're getting more triple a bounce back like there's more travel hockey players playing at those programs that have been there before so that only will widen the gap that they're seeing that, hey, there are guys that play at Catholic Central that go on to play D1 college hockey, that go on to play in the USHL. Yeah. So some guys that maybe aren't going to be OHL draft picks are saying, all right, well, I might as well just play high school and be a stud there instead of being a third liner on bell tire. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think uh... – the kid's name is Mackenzie McKeckern, and I can't remember if he went to Brother Rice or to Catholic Central. He went to Brother Rice, um, and he's in the NHL. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, well, where, kid, kids they, get looked at. Well, the kid from Romeo, didn't he end up getting a look in the show? You know, I I, well, I can't remember his name. but They, it was they the had year. the two good ones. They had Genuine and they had Blankenship or Blankenberg. Something, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Um, but I want to say one of them got a look in the show. I might be making that up. Um, That's all right. They were both really good players. Um, and, and that, yeah, that, that was kind of a, a two-man show. And I remember that. They, they had Nick a, Blankenberg. Yeah, yeah. He, he went and played at Michigan. His brother uh, actually played goalie for the Fighting Falcons. Oh, look at that. Well, um, anyway, uh how did we end up on a Romeo hockey player? Um, he was a draft pick, so or yeah. at least it looks like he was. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to read this M Live article, but I got bombarded by four different pop ups. So <laughs> anyway, point being like is that season. some of those schools, especially down in the Metro Detroit area, uh, the the talent is rising there, and it's an arms race that until or unless like the travel season gets moved, schools in this area are going to have a hard time keeping up with. Yeah. Um, but And that's a whole other issue we're yeah, not going to get and into. It's, it's the nature but, of the beast, and there are, there are some other things that I think people want me to talk about, but I can't, I can't change the rules <laughs> and, and, and fix what's, right. what's wrong. So um, anyway, Northern, still a good hockey team, but I, they're not quite in that elite category. Yeah. All right, uh, tonight, let's see, uh, North Branch will get, uh, is it Lapeer? Maybe. Uh, I don't know who won that. I'm going to guess Lapeer beat Flint Southwestern, but. All right, uh, it looks like Elmont's at New Haven. Elmont's going to have to score a lot tonight. Uh, Ford at Yale, Mooney at Lutheran North, and then the game that I'll be at, Crosslex and PH. All right, Crosslex PH game should be a fun one. If PH plays well tonight, I can absolve the Bad Axe game. If you lay a dud again, now that Bad Axe game is a little concerning. Well, I mean, it'd be easier to lay a dud against a good team like Croslex, especially if they're getting healthy. Well, yeah, I mean, you know who's going to score for them. Absolutely. So uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I don't Start looking around seven, but it's a tournament, so we're at the mercy of the game. Well, the good news us. is there's no JV part of the tournament. Okay. So you only have ba Bad Axe and Mount Morris beforehand. So they'll probably go five overtimes, and, and we'll get going around 10 o'clock. You have to get there early so you can see Wofford? the legend that is Brent Wofford. Okay. Wofford. He's a good little player. I believe He's you. He's a really good little player. 
So, um, all right. So, again, next week, um, obviously no show on Christmas. We'll probably have at least something for, like, the 27th, maybe something that Friday. But I'm expecting... Plan on one show, and if you get a second, it'll be a nice surprise. Yeah, because we do have the SC4 event, uh, too, uh, although I, I don't know that there's any real early games. Uh, I think the one day, maybe the 27th, I think we have a couple early ones. Hold on. Well, since, gonna, since we're blabbling since we're on, we might as well blabble on just a hair longer. I can pull it up real quick because we have technology. Um, let's see. SC4 Athletics. Do, 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 do. Great podcasting 101. This is what they teach you in school. <laughs> um, all right. So the games that we're probably doing for sure on Wednesday, December 27th, Marlette plays Cross Lexington Girls at noon. That's the earliest that one goes. And then the nightcap is St. Clair, both girls and boys. The girls play Lakeview. The boys play Schwartz Creek. So that's on the 27th. On the 28th, uh, there's really only two games. Two games. Marysville, the girls play Davis and the boys play Memphis. Yeah, 638. Um, and then on the 29th, Friday, Elmont takes on Ross Common at 1.30. And then Cross Lex at 5 takes on Lance Cruz and boys. And then Port Huron and Yale in a girl-boy doubleheader to finish off the whole shebang. All right. So that that's that's that whole tournament in a nutshell. Yeah, for us. There's a lot of games I don't care as much about. <laughs> it happens. It does. You're so, you're very you're a very picky eater. I am a picky eater. All right. Uh, so, anyways, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, and all that kind of good stuff that I usually bah humbug. All right. We'll we'll talk to you at least once next week. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.